is Doosable. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable. On today's episode, we will talk NFL news, trades. A lot of trades happen before the NFL deadline, especially in the Wild Wild West. And when I say Wild Wild West, I'm talking about the NFC West. Also, we'll talk about what the hell is going on with my New York Jets. And also talk about the Cleveland Browns. Two teams, there was so much promise before the season, and they just haven't lived up to expectations. And then national news, a high school coach gets suspended for what, you ask? Running up the score. Are you serious? Before we get into all that, I'd like to introduce my guest for today. He's a former teammate of mine, played seven years in the NFL with the Rams, Houston Texans, and Cleveland Browns. And since he's retired, he's doing some really great things that we'll discuss here today. Welcome to the Man Cave, my guy, Chris Obanaya. Oh, man. What up, man? Good to see you, bro. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you, man. you coming out. Go ahead and have a seat, man. Thank you for having me. I'm in the hot seat, man. Yeah, definitely. You are. <laughs> man, I'm looking around. We got to get your jersey in here, man. We definitely do. I see no Browns on here, no Texans. I it's, played with Chris tough. Long. Yeah. I played with JPP. So for sure, for sure. I'll have to send you some uh, some gear. Some we definitely. Kits. I kind of want, want a Texas jersey, too. I can see if I can make that happen. Yeah. You know, you want, oh, you want the University of Texas. The University of Texas. You're talking yeah. about the team that you uh, in so if you guys can see here that Adidas jersey, we went, we came down to Orlando in 2007. My Longhorns, oh, me, man. Jay Charles, Colt McCoy, Quan Cosby, Shipley, and Doozy. Did we? Did y'all win that game? Unfortunately, no. Because yeah. our quarterback threw like two to three interceptions. There's no way we should have lost that game. Kevin Smith was going off. Jamal Charles didn't even come back to the fourth quarter because he had cramps. But what happened in that fourth quarter, dude? He, he, he got off a little bit. He got bit. busy. He got busy. He got, he got, he got, got busy. busy. So, yeah, we've had, some, we've had some battles on the field. No question. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about some NFL news. Let's do it. In the, in the, in the pregame, I said that we were talking about the trades that have happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you look at the, the Rams. They've been really busy. I mean, they trade Marcus Peters to Baltimore, and I'm like, maybe they feel like they don't have a shot this year because of what San Fran and, and Seattle have been doing. You think that the Rams are going to tank, but then they make a blockbuster trade for Jalen Ramsey, arguably one of the best corners in the league. So you look at the Rams, you say, okay, they're not tanking. They got Jalen Ramsey, they got Tlaib, they still have Nikel Roby in the slot. And then in a Houston Texans, Brock Osweiler type of way, they trade Tlaib. First they put him on IR, then they trade him to Miami to get him off the cap. I mean, what is going on with this team? I mean, do you believe in the Rams this year? I don't, man. Mm. I'm sorry. I think, you know, they've had an incredible two years, the past two years. I think a little bit, I mean, I played running back, fullback, so watching Gurley go through what he's gone through, and it's a little bit of what I would call degenerative, like chronic knee arthritis. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something a lot of running backs go through. I went through it in my last couple of years. But ultimately, I mean, that, that title window in the NFL, as you know, is so small. Um, you only have this, this much of a window, and you have to be perfect within that window. But I think that they're trying to keep themselves competitive. I think they have a very young team. I think Gurley's still very young. Hopefully they can rehabilitate him. He can get back right. Jared Goff is young talent. And those three receivers are damn special. Um, so I think if they stay with that continuity, they'll be all right. And then you look at Jalen Ramsey, he is a core piece. He's a piece that you can build your defense off of. They already have a great pass rush specialist, probably what Chris Long would call the best defensive tackle without in football, doubt, one of the doubt. top five of all time. So they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, man. I oh, think yeah. San Fran, 
Um, you know, I told you all, all the time, a couple years ago, I was like, Doozy, why do they keep drafting these defensive linemen? <laughs> like, what the this hell? Is like, this, is, <laughs> this is why, man. This so exactly they why. are getting after it. And yeah. I played with Kyle. Kyle's a Texas guy as well. Um, offensively, he is a guru. Yeah. He is a genius. I mean, he came, comes from the same cloth as his father, Gary Kubiak. Um, Coach of the Rams, I mean, it's escaping me. Sean um, McVeigh. McVeigh. Yeah. I don't know why it's escaping me. They're all from the same tree, the no same question. tutelage. And so they're going to be around for a while, man. And yeah. They can run the ball. Run the ball, play defense. That travels in the league, as you know, travels in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll talk about the San Francisco 49ers in a little bit. But going back to the Rams, I think it was a great trade because Marcus Peters is a great corner, but he's more of a cover two, zone <laughs> cover corner. And with Wade Phillips' defense, I think Jalen Ramsey fits perfect because you can put him on man, put him on the best receiver and, and take him out of the game. I think since he's been traded, they've been on fire. I think two wins in a row, then they had to buy. They come back this weekend. The NFC West is definitely the hardest division. I think they'll compete. So talking about those San Francisco 49ers who will always be near and dear to my heart because that's where I finished my career, you talk about why did they keep drafting all these first-round picks. Well, if you look at the formula, a la Tom Coughlin when he was with the Giants, if you stack your defensive line and you can run the football and control the clock, you can win games. A lot of people say it's old school and you can't do it that way. It's all about air raid. But I think the San Francisco 49ers have proved that you can still be effective in this league. The only undefeated team right now in the NFL is the San Francisco 49ers. And they also made a big trade and a big splash right before the trade deadline, trading for a Pro Bowl receiver and Emmanuel Sanders. What do you think he brings to this team? Well, E-Man is a good friend. He's from the Houston area, we would say, played at SMU, and then played for the Steelers when we first got into the league. He's a professional, man. He's a pro's pro, consummate professional, as I said. Um, and he knows that offense well. He played for the, the Broncos. The Flutie was there. Yeah. And so it really was a seamless transition, I would say. But going back to what you said, man, like you played for the G-Man. Yeah. I played for the G-Man. You know the, the winning formula. OC, as OC would say, OBI, where these speed TD cleats are coming. <laughs> Get after um, that quarterback. They get man. after the quarterback without having to bring extra men, extra, extra pressures. And so they're going to be tough, man. I thought it was a lot of hype initially. Yeah. Um, but then when I saw them play the Browns and Matt Breida won 83 on the first play, and very you're first. talking about very first <laughs> touch, man, as a running back, when you when you see that hole open up and you just you let your natural ability take over, man, they got Tevin Coleman yeah. uh, that can also run. I mean, they're they're loaded at the run. George Kittle, to me, is the best tight end in football. I mean, I have a lot of love for, for Kelsey, but what Kittle does, not just in the pass game, in the run game. Absolutely. He's a willing blocker and will yeah. get after you. Like I said, I played there when he was a rookie, and I was like, who is this kid running off on safeties? Nobody was near him. Mean, he's a legit 4-4-4-5 at the tight end position, but he's willing to get muddy and dirty. In the run game. Bro, what's up with these Iowa tight ends? I mean, you got Noah Fan, you got Tiny you. Man, from where? Tiny. I had no idea. Like, these guys all came from Iowa. Yeah. But speaking of Kittle, man, having played in that offense, that, that zone, the zone, uh, zone reads, zone runs, excuse me, Arian Foster made his bread and yeah, butter off definitely. of Clinton Portis. You, if you have a good fullback and a good tight end, and while we were on the Texans, we had Vontae Leach and we had Owen Daniels. Yeah. And so two guys that were extremely – um, uh, agile, extremely able in what they do. And it's really 18 week, 18 fours, 14 and 15. And so yeah. for those that don't know, that's inside zone, outside zone, either weak or strong. And that tight end on the fourth block is going to the safety. And so it's been pretty incredible to watch. Um, and just calling the plays out before they happen. And it's like, damn, X Reed, here comes Emmanuel. No you know question. what I mean? So it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. But I'm happy for Kyle, man. I'm happy for D'Amico Ryan's. 
Robert Sala was a, I think he was a quality control guy. He was. Texans. <laughs> and so what what an ascension for them. And, man, I hope they keep it going. Yeah, I love what you said talking about, you know, Vontae Leach and, and also the tight ends that they had when when you were there at the Texans. If you look at it, they have Kyle Busek, who's probably the best fullback in, in football. Juice. guy that can, can, can hammer the nail, but also is really athletic. They use him in so many ways. They use him as an H-back. He comes out of the backfield. Right. Had a ridiculous catch out when I was there in 2017 versus the Texans, matter of fact. We were there. I seen him go up in double coverage with one hand and come down with the ball. So that shows a little bit of his athletic athletic ability. And we just talked about George Kittle. I mean, Todd and you, and the funny story is that he told me while he was there, he was glad he was leaving because he knew that Hawkinson and Fan were coming out, and he felt like they could possibly be better than him. So he was like, man, I got to get out of school because these two young bucks behind me, they're coming for the top, man. And, and, and like you said, I'm, I'm glad for Kyle Shanahan and – and also John Lynch, I was there when they first started and it just got going through so much turmoil and, and, and bad draft picks in the past and, and dealing with that long history of losing and they seem like they finally hit that corner and, and turned it around. And and let's go let's go to Seattle now. They really have made a lot of trades, just like the Rams. I would say almost three if you count the Josh Gordon, which was a claim. Right. But you get to Davion Conley right before the season starts. And then trade for a safety from the Lions, who the Lions literally just paid in quandary digs. I mean, what have you seen from Seattle that, that lets you know that they can compete in this in this conference? Man, it all starts on the offensive side, and this is a quarterback-driven league. Yeah. And Russell Wilson, look, man, I'll say this. When I first started watching, I was like, he's, you know, at NC State and then at Wisconsin his last year, I was like, he's, he can throw the football. Yeah, I was like, man, he's solid. Mm -hmm. He got in the league, and the Legion of Boom were in their prime. Beast mode was still toting the rock, doing his thing, but... Man, watching Russell Wilson the last two years, bro, it's really hard to say that he's not in the conversation top three, top four quarterbacks in the Without league. Without a doubt. I mean, even his performance yesterday, man, like they were down. He just doesn't quit, man. He's like a gnat. He just keeps coming <laughs> and keeps coming and finds ways to make these plays. So offensively, I start there. And to be honest, you know, Chris Carson is coming to his own now. But they've really started to surround Russell with those, those pieces that he needs. I mean, Tyler Lockett. He's been great. I mean, you killed me in fantasy with him recently. So Number one receiver for them right now, it's, baby. It's actually <laughs> And DK Metcalf has been a solid draft pick. Yes, but a good game. obviously Seattle, we always think of their defense, their run game, their ability to win the football games within the trenches. But they've been solid, man. And adding Clowney to that mix, they have arguably the best Mike linebacker in the game in B-Wags. No question. Um, uh, K.J. Wright has been solid for years. No question. So solid linebacker. They've been, they've been really, really fun to watch. I mean, Seattle, this is – the NFC West is funny. The, the game in the NFL is so cyclical. When we got in the league, I was drafted by the Rams. The NFC West was not that good. I mean, San Francisco was just, had just gotten um, had just gotten Patrick Willis a few years prior. Yeah. They were kind of on the up and up. Seattle was really nowhere to be found. Russell had just – kind of shown up, and the Rams, we weren't very good that year, but you look at 10 years later, things have completely changed. Oh, it's the most competitive uh, division in the league, and so I'm looking forward to watching these young cats continue to grow. And you explained it perfect. I mean, Russell Wilson, that is the perfect explanation. Yeah. I remember in 2012, we went up there to play them in a preseason game, and this was his rookie year, and he comes in, I think, in maybe late first, early second, and I was actually about to come out of the game, but I was in for a little bit. And I remember I beat the, the guard clean. Is that, was that a veteran plug? <laughs> it might have been I'm a veteran. The first might, have been, might have been first a veteran plug. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in year five at the time. So I hit the guard with a chop club. And literally trying to bring this man down, the thing that people don't understand is, yeah, he's short in stature, but he's built like a running back. He doesn't go down easy. Yeah. And the thing is, 
he can really just make a play out of nothing. And that's what really kills defenses and takes the air out of defenses when a guy can just run around back there a la Aaron Rodgers or, or even like Drew Brees. And he has just good pocket presence, and he just knows. And you talked about yesterday's game. He knew it on, on third down on one of those big, big third downs. He saw that they were in man coverage. The first three wasn't there. He scampered for 22 yards, puts them in field goal range. They end up winning the game. And he's just been really special for Seattle these last couple of years. And like you said, he's got to be in the conversation. I would say top three quarterbacks in the league year in and year out, man. Yeah, I would say the off-schedule plays, what we call on offense, like off-schedule plays hurt defenses. No question. Off-schedule off plays in critical moments kill defenses, finish them. Like, and so watching Russell do that stuff, and he, does, he always seems to make the right decision. I mean, they ran what we call like a switch route on the first touchdown he threw to yeah. Tyler Lockett. I mean, the precision that he played, he knew that the ball was there. The defensive end was bearing down on him. He just, just stood in there, took the hit, got hit in the face, and still threw a perfect ball. Mm -hmm. And so, you, like you play defense, you can't stop that. Like, no. What can you do? So, <laughs> it's, it's not been scripted. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing to do about it. Yeah, so it's been cool to watch, for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay, now we'll talk about the last team, Arizona. And even them, a lot of people thought they wouldn't be really good. You know, they had the number one pick this year, Kyler Murray, to get him. But they've been competitive, man. And, and that Thursday night game for San Francisco really went down to the wire. They made a big trade in King and Drake, who I don't think a lot of people really felt was going to be yeah. a big addition, you know, because they had Chase Edmonds and they also had David Johnson that were hurt. But Drake comes in and he gives San Francisco's defense the business on his first game there. Just talk about what you've seen from, from Arizona and Kyler Murray in that offense. I think initially everybody thought that the air raid offense would not work in the league. But with everything that happens in the league, the, the game evolves. So when Kaepernick was doing his thing, they were like, oh, the pistol won't work. And then Kaepernick showed up and started working. Read option wouldn't work, and it works. And so you're watching Lamar Jackson uh, evolve that read Ooh. option that pistol offense into something that actually works for the NFL because they're using his attributes and his skills uh, to his benefit, and it's really benefiting the Ravens. But going back to Kyler, I mean, he's a freak athlete. Anybody that can go top 10 in the NFL and top 10 in the MLB draft is a special, special talent. But, you know, I think that they're competitive because they believe, and it really starts with their head coach. And Cliff Kingsbury is a good friend of mine, so I might sound a little biased, but... Initially, I was a little worried myself because mm. when we play Texas Tech, we would beat them and we would always have competitive games. Crab, I know you're still happy about that little catch. <laughs> I remember that 2008 game. 2008 that ruined our national titles. Yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, like, it's been cool to watch. Like, they've been very competitive. And um, some of those close games that they've lost, they could have gone in their favor. Yeah, so, definitely. it will be nice to see how they finish the second half of their season. But Kenyon Drake is a talented player, man. I mean, he's a Bama guy. Uh, my girl went to Bama undergrad before doing her MBA at, at Miami, so roll tide. I'll, I'll give them a shout-out even though they <laughs> beat us. And no, not, but I met Kenyon at um, his Smile Foundation this okay. past summer, and big fan of his, man. He's a great guy. I'm glad to see he found himself in a good situation in his first game. I think that, you know, change of scenery sometimes is good for, good for players and hopefully can continue to be successful in Arizona. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when those running backs come back, how they use all three of them because all three are dynamic. They are. All in, all in space backs, you get them out in space, it's an issue for a safety or a linebacker. So it'll be funny to see. Not funny, but it would be real interesting to see how Cliff Kingsbury can use those different weapons. Will he go two back sets and, and put them both, split them both out? Mm -hmm. That's something he can really do with the raid, uh, air raid offense. <laughs>